God's word. Good morning, church. So good to see you here this morning. Now, this morning, I really want to especially welcome my beloved family, all the youth of Glad Tidings that are joining us here this morning. Now, I will be continuing with the Daniel series. Now, how many of you can recall uh, the three points that Pastor Vincent shared two weeks ago? Now, which point speak to you the most? Now, quickly type in the chat and let me know. Thank you. Thank you. Now, when Pastor Vincent approached me to uh, pick, to preach either from Daniel 3 or Daniel 6, very, without hesitation, I know I got to preach from Daniel 3. Because Daniel 3 is very dear to my heart. Why? Because it is here in this book that I begin to learn how to build my faith. Unshakable faith. In God. And so this morning, I will really want to share with you my experience, all right, of what are the three components uh, that has helped me to build an unshakable faith so that I could thrive in the most trying moments in my life. So are you ready to find out? Now let's pray before we go. Lord, we pray, Father God, that this morning, May you anoint every word that is coming out from my mouth. Lord, I pray, Father God, that you prepare our hearts so that our hearts will be, will be like good soil, ready, Lord, to receive every word that you have, Father God, for us. May your word begin to take root and begin to blossom and begin to bear much fruit, Father God, for your glory. We thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, it goes all the way back in 2004. Yep, it's a long time ago. But you see, uh, it, it, I could start right there to tell you how my faith was being built based on Daniel 3. So in year 2004, it was a very unique year. Uh, it was the year that my company that I was working as a project engineer, that we won the biggest biggest project ever, and that is to build the sewerage uh, treatment system for the Birdness Stadium in Beijing that is for the Olympic Games uh, back then. And so uh, at that point, my CEO actually approached me and said, hey, Danny, why don't you lead the team and the company in Beijing uh, so that you can oversee the entire project of of, of uh, of this uh, sewage treatment plant. So at that point, I know if when I take on this role, I know I will be somebody in the company real soon. So without any hesitation, verbally, I just told my CEO, yes, I will take it on. But uniquely, it was in the same year that I got the full-time call from God in a family camp. So I was in a dilemma. It was in the camp. The Lord began to speak to me, Danny, will you choose me or money? I'm like, God, it's not about money. Come on, who am I kidding, right? Of course, to go to Beijing, to lead the team in Beijing, it is all about the money. And so God knows, and He knows me so well. And so when He, when, when, when he, when he called me to full time, that's it. 
straightforward. He asked me, Danny, me or money? And of course, today standing here, you know that God won because I decided to just quit my job and follow Him and answer this call of God in my life. Now, uh, when I answered this call, I actually asked God uh, for a confirmation. I said, God, would you, would you, you know, soften the hearts of my parents so that they will give me their blessing, especially my mom, to release me to serve you full time. And so one day when I was just praying, you know, doing my devotion, um, suddenly I heard a, a, a knock on my door. I was like, hmm, why? I didn't know what, what was happening. And, 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 and lo and behold, I saw my mom uh, outside of the door. So I said, mom, yeah. So my mom was like, hey, uh, son, now that you are doing pretty well, you know, in your career, uh, do you want to buy a house? So I said, nah. At that point, before I could even say anything more, my mom broke down and cried. And not only that, he, he rose up, he pointed her fingers at me and said, I know, you are going to be a monk in the church, right? You are going to do that, right? I was like, how did she know? She's not even a believer. How did she know that I'm going to be, be a pastor? I mean, she doesn't know that it's called a pastor. So she thought that I, I will be a monk. And she was so upset and she was crying and she, she stormed out of my room. And so after that, in my room, I panicked. I said, God, I thought I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I thought I'm doing the most, the godliest thing because I am going to serve you. God, what is happening to, to my mom? What is happening right now? I panicked. So immediately I seek the face of God. I said, God, I don't know what's going to happen. I thought you are going to bless me. I thought you're going to cause my parents to release me with blessings so that I can serve you peacefully. But immediately, God said no. So when I heard the word no, my whole heart sang. I said, God, what do you mean no? Does that mean that answering the full-time call was a mistake? God said no. Danny, stick to the path ahead. I said, but God, how? How am I going to stick, stick to this path if my parents is going to freak out, if, if my parents going to behave like this. I don't want to be living in, 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 in hell, so to speak. So out of my panic, I said, God, you better give me a passage that I can cling on to. And guess what? God directed me to Daniel 3. Of all passages, Daniel 3. And I know it must be God because you know why? Back then, I hardly read the Old Testament. So when God directed me to Daniel 3, I know it must be God. And when I was reading the passage, the verse 16 to 18 jumped out at me. Let me read that to you. Daniel 3, 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. 
But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, Your Majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. So I said, God, why, why this passage? Why? Before I could even get an answer from God, very soon I was faced with the first blazing furnace of my own. Yeah. Oh, mom went into, she turned into a monster. She was crying and she was demanding and she was being so, so nasty. Oh, she was like, I don't want you. I spent so much money on you and now this is how you're going to repay, repay me? You're going to be a monk in your church? How are you going to even pay me back? You can't even make a living on your own. And her next statement caught my full attention. I, I mean, literally my full attention. Because she went on to say, if you're going to do this, I will die in front of you. I will die in front of your church. Man, at that point, I was crying. I was like, no, mom, no. I, no words could come out at that point. I do not know how to defend, defend myself. I do not know what to say. And she was crying and I was crying. My dad was trying to stop us so that we would not get into a verbal fight. And I, was, I just locked myself in the room and I, I, I was just sobbing and said, God, what is happening? I am her favorite son, but today I have become her worst enemy. God, what is happening? I, what did I do wrong? I am just answering your call. Well, looking back, I realize now that God was actually strengthening my faith. He was building my faith up so that my faith will be, will be so unshakable for the journey ahead. God wanted me to thrive in all situations at all times with this unshakable faith. So today, I pray that you will be encouraged even as I share my life story with you. Amen. Now, there were three, as I, as I was telling you, there were three components that, were, that, that built my faith to so unshakable. The first component is what I call the even if faith that is found in verse 18. Now, this is, this is to me the toughest component uh, to live it out. It is the toughest component uh, to, to practice or to put in place. Because you know why? My mom suddenly overnight became the next King Nebuchadnezzar. Really, I'm not even joking. Now, she wanted me to bow down to her gods. She wanted me to bow down to her gold statue. She wanted me to just give in to her every whims and fancy. And what am I talking about? Do you know I will get 50 to 70 missed calls from her. Even at that point, even if God could not deliver me out of that situation, I know I still need to stick to the path that God has put before me. I say, God, it's okay. 
I will continue to move on. And when she demanded me to be her driver on the most anointed day, such as Wednesday night, which is our prayer encounter night, uh, and on Friday night, which is our CG night, and especially on Sunday morning when we have services back then, she will only demand that I will drive her everywhere on those nights because she's, she's trying very hard to stop me from becoming a monk. Because I know, I know when I cry out to God and say, God, can you please stop her? Because how many times can you say no to her? How many times can you, can you, can you circumvent around this whole demand from her? It was very, very tiring. It was so, so challenging at that point. But I know, I know I just got to keep pushing forward because this is my call. This is my cup. So I know at that point, I have to keep exercising my even if faith. Even if God will not take this cup away from me, I know I still have to go on because I have committed to answer the call of God in my life. And you know what? It got worse after that. I mean, my mom literally gave me a lot, a lot of opportunities to practice my this even if faith. She will ask me to drive her to her sibling's place especially during Chinese New Year. And she will just gang up with her siblings and they will point fingers at me and they will belittle me and they will abuse me with their words, calling me ungrateful son, calling me useless son. How dare a son like you do things like this to repair, to repay your mom? All sorts of words that will begin to just pour over my life. And every time I go home, I will have to reject all this in the name of Jesus. But it was very, very challenging. And I remember while I was in Bible college, every dollar that I can save her, especially for her birthday, I will then go back to her house and say, Mom, this is nothing much, but this is my love for you. I hope you will receive it. And she will take my ang pao, and you know what she will do? She will throw it to the floor right in front of my eyes and she will say to me, you think I'm a beggar? If you want to give, don't give me 300. Give me 3,000. But she know that I could not afford at that point. She was making it so difficult for me. But it was at that point I got to keep exercising my even if faith. I said, God, even if I could, I could not be delivered out from this situation, Lord, I know, I know, I know, God, you will prevail someday, somehow. And that was, that was the faith that I was clinging on to. And, and there will be times, like Mother's Day, to celebrate Mother's Day, I will save up, and I'll buy her favorite, which is bird nest. I will buy her bird nest. I'll bring it back to her. I say, Mom, this is for you. I want you to stay healthy. And she'll look at me and she'll take the bird nest. She will open it up. She will go to the sink and she will pour it all out. And she'll look at me. I don't need your bird nest. 
Wow. Can you imagine how I feel? As much as I try to please her, as much as I try to love her, it got worse and worse. Because my mom, just like King Nebuchadnezzar, she was furious, she was upset, she was angry with me because I was I, would, I refused to bow down to her gods. I refused to bow down to her gold statue. But the worst was this. The worst was reunion dinner during Chinese New Year. As the Chinese, oh, I've celebrated Chinese New Year so many, so many times in my life. And reunion dinner is hold a special place in my heart. I remember the first year of Chinese New Year when I answered the call of God. I was in Bible school. I went because my dad called me and said, son, come home. So I went back. My mom from the out from the living room was screaming at my dad. Don't open for him. Nobody opens up the door for him. I don't want to see him. He don't deserve to be in this house. He don't deserve to be sitting around the reunion dinner and having dinner with us. But my dad, you know, was trying so hard, trying to open up so that I could go in. But when I went in, I look around. Around the table, nothing was set up for me. My siblings, my brother, my sister, everybody was just seated around except me. So it was a super awkward situation because I would just stand there and looking at them eat reunion dinner. It was the hardest thing for me to endure because I know how can someone who loved me so much but yet is the one that put me through so much of heartache. I know at that point I could not blame her because I know my mom could not understand. She does not know, she does not know my faith. But you know what? I, I was just clinging on to this fact that even if she doesn't understand my faith, but I know she will definitely see my even if faith in action. And so day after day, week after week, months after months, I have to consistently and constantly exercise my even if faith for five years. It was a very excruciating five years for me. It was so, so challenging. It was so trying because there were times, there were days, there were nights that I will say, God, did I make a mistake of answering this call? God, did you, did you call the wrong person? But it was all at that moment, God will begin to speak to me and say, Danny, no, no. Danny, hang on, hang on. So I know I will just keep hanging on and I will just keep hanging on. And I just got to keep, keep strengthening my faith in God, knowing that this is my portion. This is my cup. And so likewise, if you're going through a trying moment right now, don't give up. Don't give in. 
though the world may not understand your faith, but they will definitely see your faith in action one day. And so this leads me to the second component in building an unshakable faith in God. Now, the second component is what I call the irreplaceable intimacy with God. That is found in verse 25 and 26. Now, you must understand, the fiery furnace that I go through, with my, that my mom set up for me, didn't just last for a day, not even a month, not even a year. It lasted for more than five years. It was constantly for five years in and out of the furnace. It was so draining on my end. It was so, so tiring. More than ever, it was such a lonely journey for me because not many people could understand. I felt so alone when I was going through that journey. Of course, I have my team that was working with me. I enjoy the fellowship. I mean, they, they are praying for me. They are with me. But you see, there's so much that they can do. It was during those, those really, really intense and lonely moments that I began to draw closer and closer to God where I will find myself spending that inter intimate moment with Him. And it is in this, the intimacy with God that I find that it is so, so crucial. In fact, it is the most important component. That's why I call it irreplaceable. Because without this intimacy, I will not have strength to live out my even-if faith. God's promise of I will never leave you nor forsake you never felt so real. It is at that moment I know that God is constantly with me because there were many, many nights, especially when I was in Bible college. I don't want my my mates to know that I'm crying. So I will turn on the shower and I will cry in the shower. But, but those are the days, that, those are the nights, and those are the moments I'll begin to pour out everything in my heart, all my frustration, all my anger, and everything that is stopping me to move forward to God. God felt so, so real to me. God felt so, so close to me at that point. That's why I could totally relate to verse 25 and 26. Let me read that to you. He said, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. And Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servant of the Most High God, come out and come here. That's right, church. 
when your relationship with God becomes so intimate, you literally could feel Him next to you. And when you are going through the fire, you will not be burned. Should you go through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil because you know He is standing right next to you. Just like this verse says, that He is walking around with you in the fire and you will be unbound and you will be unharmed. Because that was exactly what I was experiencing. Though my mom was being so, so unreasonable, though she set up all the furnace for me to go through, though I know every day feels like I was walking in the fire, but every time I would just run back to God, I would run back to His arms. It was during those intimate moments with God, I would begin to find strength to go on. It was during those moments I would find strength and the power to exercise the even with faith over and over again. It is those irreplaceable moments with the Lord that I find love so that I will not get bitter with my mom for what she's doing to me. It is at those moments that I will find joy to continue to serve the you for my love. It is at those moments that I spend with the Lord that I will find wisdom from Him so that I know how to handle my mom. Because you see, she will text me on Sunday morning saying that she's going to jump down from this building. If not, on the following Sunday, she will call me and she, she will tell me that I'm going to come to the church and I'm going to shame you. I'm going to humiliate you in front of your church and to tell them how ungrateful you are, how terrible a son you are. I need wisdom. I need all the wisdom from the Lord to know how to handle my mom. I need the wisdom. I need all that I can find from God so that I know how to keep on serving God and His people. It is at those moments when I do not know how else to move on that I find it even hard to lay down on my bed and sleep it is as those moments that I will cry and say, God, I need your peace. Your shalom peace so that I can rest and sleep well every single night. Those were the moments. Those were the moments I will not replace it with anything else in the world. And this is the components this is the very component that I can say that is so crucial. It is like the bedrock in building an unshakable faith in God. Because without this irreplaceable intimacy with God, there is no way my faith can be that resilient. There is no way my faith will cause me to thrive in the most challenging, most trying, and the most difficult moments in my life. And so church, I want to encourage you. When you do not know who else to turn to, may you begin to look up, just like Pastor Vincent said, and begin to look up 
and begin to recognize that your God and my God, He is sovereign. He is supreme. He is all that you ever need. And it is at those moments I begin to realize that truly, apart from Him, I can do nothing. That portion of Scripture came alive day after day for me when I was going through this furnace of my life. So if you're going through, I want to challenge you. Run to God. Run to God and allow Him to speak to you so that you can find all that you ever need in Him to go through the most challenging time of your life. Amen. And He will. He will answer you. He will give you the necessaries to go through and to prevail. Amen. And the last component is my favorite. And I can guarantee you it will be your favorite as well. The last component is what I call the exceptional encounter. Why is it so exceptional? Well, verse 28 and 30 says this, Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servant who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the god of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. When I read this, I make this my prayer. I make this my prayer and say, God, even though I'm going through this furnace, Lord, I know, God, that you give me this passage to cling on to, God. I know that this is your purpose, that God, I will encounter you. Not only I will encounter you in an intimate way, but I know my mom will encounter you. And true enough, on the 10th year, you see, it was a really trying moment and I did not lie. For five years, it was a super intense furnace that my mom set up for me. But the following five years, the intensity was down, down a little. I mean, he, he still harassed, she will still harass me, but not to that extent. But I thank God, I hang on. I really hang on. I really live out the even if faith to maximum. It was on the 10th year. After 10 years of going in and out of the fiery furnace, on the 10th year, oh, one day I just received a call from my mom. I was in church serving. 
I was in the office because then I was serving full time in the office. And I got a call from my mom. And then I said, yeah, mom. And I was ready that she's going to shoot me and she's going to, oh, she's going to demand something, you know, from me. And lo and behold, there on the other side came the sweetest, sweetest voice. And she went, son, when are you free? Then I'm like, uh, why? She's like, when you are free, can you just come home and take away all the gods in the house? I was like, mom, do you know what you are saying? She goes, yeah, I, I don't want to serve those gods anymore. Then I say, what do you mean? If you don't want to serve those gods that you have set up in your house, then how? The next statement that came out from her mouth was really exceptional. She told me, son, because I want to serve the God that you are serving. At that point, at that point, I cried and said, God, 10 years, 10 years of continuously hanging on, 10 years of not giving up, 10 years of thinking that this could, could this be a mistake? 10 years of questioning and say, God, why me? Why me, God? Why didn't you choose somebody else to serve you? Why me? 10 years. 10 years of hanging on. 10 years of non-stop going back to God and say, God, I need your strength. God, I need your power. God, I need you over and over again. But that day, when my mom called and said, I will serve the God that you are serving. I know this is the best, this is the best gift ever. And immediately I ran home. I ran home, demolishing every idol in the house. I ran home because I want my mom to say the sinner's prayer. That was the best day ever in my life. That was the best day. I felt that I've graduated because I know that my unshakable faith in God finally was thriving because my mom gave her life to the Lord. That was the best. Because you know why, church? There will be reason, there will be purpose that we do not understand. But only God, because God is sovereign, only He knows what's going to happen. 
And in this case, and in my case, I didn't know that God will set us up for my mom, that she will have this exceptional encounter with the God, with, with, with Him. And it was the best encounter, not just for my mom, but for me as well. So I could totally relate to what Nebuchadnezzar was saying. That when Nebuchadnezzar began to praise God and, and end up by saying that there is no other God who can rescue like this, I could totally understand what he was saying because I know there is no other God like my God. There's no other God like your God that is able to rescue you from the most trying, from the most challenging time of your life. If only you will begin to allow Him to build your faith to so unshakable so that you are able to thrive in all situations at all times so that ultimately the name of the Lord will be praised. Amen. I hope you have been blessed with my sharing this morning. Let me pray with you this morning. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you now, even as I look back, Lord. I really appreciate, Lord, for all that you have done. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for building my faith so that it is so unshakable in you so that now that I can thrive, Father God, in all situations at all times, Father God. And Lord, I pray for all my brothers and all my sisters as well, Lord, the Lord, may you begin to build their faith as well so that their faith will be so resilient, Father God, even at this challenging times, Father God, so that they can continue to cling on to you, knowing that, Father God, that you will see them through. And Lord, I pray, Father God, that you will give them strength to exercise their even if faith, Father God, in you. Lord, I pray, Father God, when they do not know who else to run to, Lord, may they run to you and may they spend that, the most intimate moments with you because, Lord, it is in those moments, Father God, they will begin to find all that they ever needed, Father God, to move on and to move forward. And Lord, I pray that truly, even as, as your people continuously humbling ourselves before you, Lord. I pray, Father God, that in due time, you're going to make all things beautiful, that truly, Father God, that you will begin to send down, Lord, the best gift, the best solution, the best miracle, and the best prayer answer to every one of us. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Father God, that today, even as we look to you, Father God, we know that you are a good, good God. That truly, Father God, that you will not withhold any good things from us. And so, Lord, we pray, Father God, that in due time, that we will be 
begin to receive the exceptional encounter from you. And so, Lord, we thank you. We surrender ourselves. We surrender our situations into your loving hands this morning. We thank you. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the people of God say, Amen. God bless you and see you next week.